You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Uh, two of the biggest storylines heading into camp will be how Dante DiVincenzo fits in with the team and that the Knicks can come to terms on a contract extension with Emmanuel quickly. The Knicks signed Dante DiVincenzo this past summer to a four-year, $46 million contract. He reunites with former Villanova teammates Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, who also, by the way, signed a three-year, $58 million extension with a team option for a fourth year. DiVincenzo says familiarity uh, with the area and his former teammates is why he decided that New York was the right place for him. One, first and foremost, I'm two hours away from my family. Um, and family's everything to me. Um, so, you know, adding on to that, you know, Nova guys are an extension of my family, um, Jalen especially. And, but ultimately, it's, you know, I like to I like to win basketball games. And, and looking at, you know, the layout of where I was, you know, potentially going to land, um, I felt most comfortable coming here. Um, adding the family aspect and then adding just, you know, what they've done last year um, and how I can kind of plug in and, you know, benefit um, from everybody around me uh, and to help this team just go further. I like a guy who says that uh, most importantly, I like to win basketball games. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, Dante, yes. We, 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 we like that. We like winning basketball <laughs> games here. I know we haven't done it a, a ton this millennium, but that is the kind of guys we like here. So, uh, Dante said the main focus is on winning, uh, regardless of what role he plays, as Dexter mentioned, coming off the bench, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever mean minutes he's willing to, uh, to, to to buy in. He said he has a four-year contract, so he's committed to winning here in New York City. Meanwhile, Emmanuel Quickly, uh, there is a looming deadline for him to sign a contract extension, uh, but he says that right now uh, really was not his focus now or even uh, this offseason. Honestly, I've just been doing what I normally do, which is working hard every single day to get better. I let my agent pretty much handle all that stuff. Um, but I've just been locked in on trying to get better, see what I can focus on to get better for this year. Um, helping myself and helping my team try to win games. So. Are, you, are you hoping for an extension for the deadline? Uh, whatever happens, happens because it's all up to my agent and you know the, the Knicks at that point. Like I said, I'm just worried about trying to get better each and every day. Uh, trying to reach my full potential and see how good I can get at this game. So, so quickly was the runner-up to uh, sixth man of the year last season, but he did obviously struggle in the postseason. Frank Hatz, beat writer for The Athletic, had wrote that the uh, general sentiment within the organization is that quickly who finished second in the NBA sixth man of the year voting last season will bounce back from a wish wishy-washy playoff performance. I think wishy-washy is being kind. I thought he was pretty much horrendous for much of the postseason. So uh, we'll get to quickly in a second, but on, on the Dante DiVincenzo front, where do you see uh, his fit on this team if you do have Grimes as your entrance starter? I, I First of all, I love the signing of DiVincenzo. I thought the Knicks addressed something they needed, which is getting more shooting, as we talked about, is something that I think is going to help them get better and compete with some of the elite teams or perceived elite teams in the East. So I like Dante there. I think he's a gritty player. He works hard in the defensive end. Not a great defender, but a solid uh, defender, I think, that can fit into the culture. Obviously, I think, you know, people talk about the Villanova stuff, EJ, but you know what? Being comfortable where you work matters, right? Yeah. Like, being around people you like. You know, we've all probably done some jobs around people we don't want to work or like working around, and that mm. sucks. So, you know, <laughs> I think being around guys that are familiar, you know, they, they're into the culture. I think that's the thing. It's not just that they're all Villanova guys. These are all hardworking guys, gritty guys. 
uh, that fit into the brand of basketball that New Yorkers like, that Tom Thibodeau uh, preaches as part of the culture. So I think he's a good culture piece. Um, I think the more good signings you have, whether they're decent one-way players, but hopefully like semi to at least two-way players, somebody that can defend right. and give you some shooting, the more of those you add to your roster is always a good thing. That is never a bad thing. So I think he fits well this roster. He's a guy I think you can see getting about 20 minutes a night, maybe 25 in a good night. I think some nights he'll, he'll get a little more quickly. He'll get a little less and vice versa. Um, you know, so I, I think it's I think it's a great signing for the Knicks. It's it's good to have shooting off the bench. So now when they go to the second unit, they're not really losing a lot of shooting and that, that backup two spot. So, yeah, this is a great signing. And he – Dante struck me – you know, it was my first time hearing from him, you know, yeah. obviously being in a Knicks uniform today. But he struck me as somebody who's – he understands it. He gets the mission here. I, some guys that talk today that sounded really focused, and I think he gets it and is in a good space. And so I expect good things from Dante in the next uniform. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everywhere Dante has been, he's been kind of looked at as a pro's pro and a, and a reliable guy, where whether he's shooting well or shooting poorly or whatever, however many minutes he's playing, whether he's starting, he's always going to give you 100%. He's always, he's always going to play the right way. That just happens to be how a lot of those guys that Jay Wright coached have played not just at you know in college but also in the NBA. He fits right into that. So in some ways, he's a Tibbs dream in that regard. Yeah, I, I, I the more we get closer to the season, the more I'm very intrigued by how Dante uh, fits into this team. You know, when they signed him, I was like, okay, cool. I wasn't like going crazy about it because I felt like I wanted maybe a, a Seth Curry, maybe someone who's more of a pure shooter per se. But this guy plays really hard. He, like you said, he works hard on the defensive end. He can shoot. He can play some one, which um, actually I thought it was interesting that Tibbs mentioned that, yes, him and Quickly will kind of they'll, – they'll both have time at the one coming off that bench. So that will be interesting. I think that will help Quickly a lot. He'll get some time uh, at the two off the bench without having to maybe sacrifice offense by putting Deuce McBride in there. Um, they can have someone like Dante DiVincenzo who can also score the ball uh, playing the one so Quickly can get some time off the ball. So uh, I think Dante is a good fit. I'm curious to see what how they figure out this backup forward thing. I didn't really see many quotes about how they plan to address that. Maybe they won't. Maybe there's a plan to go small for now. But um, but I think Dante is definitely going to be uh, uh, an important piece for this team if they are going to take another step. On the quickly front, you hear him saying essentially that mm -hmm. he's letting the agent handle the uh, extension stuff. What you expect to hear from athletes at this point in their contract negotiations what are you comfortable with if you you had to, to negotiate with Emmanuel quickly? You were in Leon Rose's shoes. What would you be comfortable paying him on a, on an extension? I'm comfortable paying him anything between I I, I think eighteen to twenty one mil per year. I think it's probably what he'll get, and I'm fine with that because I think I think quickly's a really good player. I'm actually very high in quickly despite his struggles in the postseason last year because he's the kind of guy too. When you heard him talk about that, he's like, I was spending the summer watching film and working on and listen everybody says that at this time of year right everybody's been watching the yeah. film they're in the best shape of their life all this stuff <laughs> some players you hear that and you like no i believe you like i know i yeah. i can tell you're somebody who's putting the work everything you hear about quickly is that he's a gym rat putting yeah. the work i think he bounces back big this year i think he was uber motivated he'll be uber motivated by the fact that he didn't win six man of the year last year he had said it's top of the year last year that was one of his goals obviously he came in second i think he's Got to be a great chance of probably odds on favorite to win it this year. Um, I think he's a good chance he does it. I think he'll be very focused. I'm look, I, he's the kind of guy where I'm like, okay, let, let me see what you've added to your game. 
Um, you know, yeah. we knew the float game was strong in year one, and he's added some stuff and quickly looks. He said he worked on his strength. He looks a little bit str- stronger. I, I saw him today yeah. uh, when he first came into the facility and then before he came to the podium, and he looks like he's at least put on a little bit of weight. Not a lot, but a little bit of weight. So I, th- I think it'll help him. I think quickly he's a good player. I think he's worth anything in that range. I think the Knicks have to pay him. I think they'd be sh- I'd be stunned if he doesn't get signed by the Knicks. I'd be very stunned about it. I know some Knicks fans might say, well, if you don't sign him, then it's easier to ha- trade him on, on the number. M- maybe and maybe not uh, because teams would probably like him if he's locked in for three to four years. That actually is fine. You just won't be right. able to trade him in the yeah. first year like you couldn't trade RJ last year. Right. But uh, no, man, I, I, I think that's a good number. And I think the Knicks will get something done before the 23rd. I'd be stunned if they don't sign Emmanuel quickly. I'd be stunned by that. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been on the, fin- I've been on the record saying that. Look, I think on quickly standpoint, I'd be interested if he'd be willing to kind of bet on himself and play this year out and see if he could, uh, mm. you know, get a big offer from somebody, maybe be a starter and return to free agency, and then make the Knicks pay, you know, a twenty three, twenty four, twenty five million dollars. I mean, Jalen Brunson and quickly, Jalen Brunson's Dallas numbers and quickly's number from last season are very close. And Jalen Jalen Brunson, much more efficiency, but the, the the totals and everything are not that far off. So if I'm Jalen, if I'm Manuel quickly, as I've said before, I, I I'm 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 at least asking for 100 million over four years. Now I'll come down from that, but if I don't get that, because essentially that's what Brunson got a little bit more than that, I would be. I, it's going to be very interesting. I, I, I we will know how much he wants to be a Nick. I think in the next few weeks. No, f- facts on that. And here's the thing. You know, the thing, I gave my valuation of him, but, you know, and I'd even be willing to probably go up to, like, 22. Here's the thing. Let, let me be honest. If he asked for four and 100, are the Knicks saying no to that, really? Are you really saying no with the cap going up? No, I don't think you are. I think you won't have to pay that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you would. yeah, you're saying that you wouldn't yeah, say I no. Would. I wonder if the Knicks would, but I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, because I think if you look at it now, I, I heard you say that, and I'm like, okay. You paid quick at twenty five mil. You know you're going to have to pay Brunson more after he opts out of thirty of his deal because right. he's going yeah. to. Um, when you think about it, that's what it's going to cost for a six man of the year candidate in this new NBA with the cap going up. I think not saying you EJ, but I think a lot yeah, of times yeah, some yeah. fans they they hear the price and they're like, "That's what you're paying for a six man." Well, yeah, it's not twenty sixteen anymore. He's the it's best six man. He's <laughs> the awesome, best six man the in the in, yeah. in the league. Who, to your point about even if he chooses to bet on himself and the Knicks don't want to come to a number he wants, we don't know what his aspirations are. We don't know if he fancies himself as a starter. So it's very interesting. I think quickly, yeah, if it costs 25, man, you pay that. Because you're always going to overpay a little bit in the beginning if it's even an overpay. That might look like a bargain. Remember the people just a summer ago who thought Jalen Brunson was an overpay? I know. I wasn't one of those. I wasn't one of those people, but some people thought he was an overpay. And that is easily one of the best, if not the best, contract in the league. So quickly, you might think it's an overpay. I don't think it's that. For a bench player of his caliber and his age, it's fine. If you pay him four, if you give him four for 100, it's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. at a certain point, you're going to have to continue to add salary because if you're eventually going to make one of these monster trades for a superstar, you're going to need guys making some money too. So, um, so that's something to think about as well.